Well, hello, my friends. The time is 2 o'clock. Welcome to Vox Pop for this Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Ray Graff. It's Pets and Vets today. Joining us are Dr. Susan Siculi of the Just Cats Veterinary Clinic in Gilderland and Saratoga and Dr. Chris Dallas of Ancient Arts Holistic Veterinary Services in Saratoga Springs. You got a question about doggy. You got a question about kitty. Now's the time to call 800-348-2551-1-800-348-2551. Or you may email the program. And here's the email address. Ready? Oh, yeah. Voxpop at WAMC.org. That's the email address. The number is 800-348-2551. Dr. Sakuli, Dr. Dallas, and your pet questions coming up after the news. Hello, welcome back to the show. This is Vox Pop, WAMC's live afternoon call-in talk show. I'm Ray Graff. It's Pets and Vets, and here to take your calls are Dr. Susan Siculi of Just Cats Veterinary Clinic in Gilderland and Saratoga, and Dr. Chris Dallas of Ancient Arts Holistic Veterinary Services in Saratoga. Dr. Siculi is a vet who has been specializing in feline care for more than 25 years. Dr. Dallas specializes in treatment of chronic health issues in pets using an integrative approach with an emphasis on Chinese medicine. You have a question about, uh, you know, some issue, maybe your cat is not eating well or whatever, 800 or or worse, 800-348-2551, 800-348-2551. And dog questions are also welcome here. Voxpop at WAMC.org is the email address, and the number is 800-348-2551. Dr. Susan Siculi, hello. Hi, Ray. How you been? I'm great, yeah? thanks. Yeah. Having a good time over at the shop? Yeah, actually, we've been busy. You know what I was just thinking? We've been saying she's been in this business for more than 25 years, but it's we've been saying that for like five years. It's 30. Now. Yes, yes exactly. I know. I keep thinking that in it's, October. Yeah. October. Wait, I have to think of the date. Because we've been saying 25 years My for years. My birthday, <laughs> October 24th, 1994, right. I opened. Okay, so that'd be 30 years. It yeah. will be in 30 October. years. All right, yes. so I'll make a Almost note of that. Almost 30. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, wow. You know, I was going <laughs> to say... I still haven't put your Saratoga location on here, so uh, it might be, pencil that I, in and I, remember it. I just it. remembered it. it. Might be time to uh, you know update the old script. Doctor Chris Dallas, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Been busy, and my daughter's 16 today. Oh, so happy birthday! And you're I spending know. the birthday and, and an well, hour she's here. Driving? She's at school. Well, we're going to get her permit uh-huh. today. So yep. oh, yeah. welcome to that stress. I know. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, well, that'll be fun. Well, we're going to teach you. her how to drive a stick, so it'll be a slow process. Oh, I think that's a grand yeah. idea. Yeah, Even yeah. though there aren't that many of them these I know. days, we well, go to Europe and it's all all right. standard. It's awesome. Yeah, so right. it's so much. Yeah. You learn more control of the vehicle for sure. That way too. For sure, it's great in the mountains. And well, yeah, could, I could talk about driving all day. I know. What else? Could, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pets and vets. Eight hundred three four eight two five five one is the number. The email is voxpop at wamc.org. And as soon as Jim Lavulis mentions the show during Midday Magazine, <laughs> this little forward promotion, we get emails. Oh, boy. And here's one from Peg. If my dogs thrive on a particular relatively reasonably priced food, is there any reason to change the diet to a more expensive food? The coat, the ears, the energy level, the teeth, the breath, overall health, all average or above. I had a Dutch Shepherd lived to 17 years. Uh, what do you think? I think that's fine. I kind of am of the philosophy, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just switch up the proteins a little bit, like stay within the brand, but switch up the proteins. Maybe top it with a little fresh food, leftovers. Why change veggies. up the proteins? I feel like eventually it catches up with them if they eat the same thing day in and day out. It's like the the gut bacteria... The pancreas just gets a little too comfortable, and yeah. then if they do get something different, everything goes crazy. So I feel like it does catch up with us eventually when we eat the same thing day in and day do out. Do you so. agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that. Uh, they know, just I, get very sensitive I, eventually. Our own kitty cat, Walter, at a clinic, he's been eating the same food for a while, and mm-hmm. he finally started, was like, no, I don't think I want that yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, when I was growing up, I had a, I had a seal point. And um, lived to be over 18 years yeah, old. Yes. And it ate Siamese the same yep. nine lives tuna yep. every right. day yeah. for and her entire life. Yeah. Yep. It can work. It can be fine. I just feel like eventually most, I don't know, maybe I just see all the cases that can't I'll, do it. I'll bring back, though, mm-hmm. I do think you need to pay attention to the types of foods mm-hmm. because we see a lot of cancer. 
Yeah. Um, and I worry a little bit about what's in the food, mm-hmm. as with yeah. us, and quality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right, let's uh, this email out. from Catherine. Ah, now we're hitting high gear here. See, a little <laughs> stick shift uh, for you. I'd appreciate, I'd appreciate suggestions on how to collect the urine sample from our cats. Oh. The vet gave us some special litter with a syringe oh. and container for collection, but we can't seem to get the cats to use the litter. They're on thyroid meds and have started drinking a lot more than before and therefore using the litter a lot more, too. Thanks, as always, for helping. And that's from Catherine. You know, we we used to do a lot of collection at home, and cats don't like that. So we pretty much collect in the Mm. clinic. Yeah. And just make sure maybe that the cat doesn't use the litter box for a couple hours prior to going so they have a little bit of a good-sized bladder and then bring them to the vet, and the vet will get the urine Mm -hmm. for you. What's this special litter? What do you do? It's R- bring beads. it out like a paper doll? <laughs> it's beads, so it doesn't absorb. Ah, oh, So they put it in a little plastic bag, and they put the beads in it, the cat pees in that, and then you bring the bag with the beads in. Interesting. And, get the urine and you taught me the trick about, like, unpopped popcorn or something, yep. didn't you? Yep. Used to do what? That? Yeah, we used to do that, too. Put yeah. popcorn kernels in a litter box and then yep. syringe it out. Most cats yeah. are very finicky about where they, <laughs> they, they go pee and that's Some what can I be. find. Yeah. Interesting. So, but they'll, they'll do it on the popcorn? On, the on those popcorn? if you have to. I haven't tried, but... <laughs> but I like the beads better. These are, you know, they're just plastic beads, and you just get them that way. Number to call here is 800-348-2551. Oh, Hats and vets with Dr. Susan Sikuli, Dr. Chris Dallas. One more email, and then we'll hit the phones already. Uh, This is from Robin. We have four cats, all under three years old. The friendliest, most handsome, and softest of all sleeps constantly, much more than the others. Just curious why. He seems perfectly healthy. I think it's like people, different mm, personalities, yeah. right? <laughs> I need I, uh, nine hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, really? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then some people are good with six. Yeah. So. I did a show about sleep on Monday, on Medical oh, really? Monday. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's funny. And I'm on the lower yeah. end of that scale. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, if, if I get six, I'm like yep. psyched about yep. that. Uh, uh oh, Houston, we have a problem. Somebody's on the air. All right, so let me see what I can do here. Uh, let's, uh, oh, Overloading. Man. That's not. Uh, it's not what we wanted. I'll just put this person on hold. Hey, there you go. All right, another email. This is from Sandy. Hello, I have a five-year-old female long-haired cat that likes to eat things she's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Things like socks, stuffed animals, the batting under the sofa, mattresses, balloons, pipe cleaners, Lego tires, etc. She has been known to open drawers to get things. She is an obstruction waiting to happen. We've had a couple of scares, but so far uh, the cat has either vomited or passed everything. Is there any sort of kitty-safe chew toy or treat I can offer her that might satisfy the urge to chew? And that's from Sandy. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know if they're doing it for chewing or just the natural, I want to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. prey. Yeah. So maybe it's making those toys that look like the mouse or whatever and have a string on it. And then she plays with them but doesn't leave them for them. Or just and grab a dead squirrel, they're... bring it in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, release a mouse in the house. <laughs> yeah, <maybe> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing specific. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't have any specific mm-hmm. ones for that. But there there are definitely, like most cats, one cat is going to be the one that chews all yep. the time. I hear it all the time. Yeah, I've got just, one. Oh. I remember doing surgery once on a cat that the ribbon from a balloon. Yep. Twice. Yep. They never could have ribbon in the house again. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. We just had one this morning at our house <laughs> for my daughter's birthday. Yep. It's like, no ribbons, no people. Ribbon. How many times yep. have we talked about it? All right. Stephen Pauling <laughs> writes, our male short-haired is at least 17 years old. Slim, healthy, but slowing down a bit. Appetite and water okay. Question is, should we be concerned that the normally pink area of his nose has darkened towards black? It does not seem sensitive or inflamed. And that's from Stephen Pauling, New York. Just a little pigmentation, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably normal. What color was he? Yeah. It was pink before, and now male no, short hair doesn't say. Yeah, what it doesn't color. say. Like orange. Yeah, my cats. orange boy is getting little he's like freckles. little freckles. Yeah, yeah. and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, we have time to grab one here before we take a break. Eight hundred three four eight two five five one. We will begin in Albany. Uh, Elizabeth, you're on. <laughs> Hello, Elizabeth. Uh, we got problems with the phone here, uh, Zachy boy. 
Uh, Elizabeth, we'll put you back on hold, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, Elizabeth, is there's no sound. Okay. Let's uh, let's hope for the best, ladies, or we're going to be chatting it up. <laughs> Eric in Albany, Send you're emails. there. It's quick. <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Hi there. Hi. Oh. Hi. You can hear me? Okay. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. Um, this is a dog. I have a dog question, though. Okay. So I have an 11-year-old um, female that's probably a 55-pound husky. It's a mix of some sort. The rescue so husky lab german shepherd type mix and it has a coffin gag situation and i took it to a veterinarian that i hadn't seen before and one thing to note my dad was a pathology professor at cornell vet school hmm. so i kind of been grown up with that sort of thought process of solving problems. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we went down the bacterial infection approach and did antibiotics that did not work. Um, one thing to note is the dog does really well on walks. There's no breathing issues. Uh, can do a five-mile walk with just being tired because it's 11. And I guess if you have any questions of me, more. But I'm wondering what I can do because... Um, I'm thinking in research that anti-inflammatories might work, but I don't know if I have to go to the vet to get them because um, it doesn't seem to be a heart issue. Um, and I, I spent over $200 with no results. No so yeah, and, and is it bothering her? I mean, how, much, how many times a day would you say you're hearing this cough? seems to be more when it's rested so it's interesting i go for a yeah. walk and it's not she's not doing it yeah. but it's multiple times a day but the gag part is you know really yeah. makes you feel une uneasy yeah. <laughs> i know i i i have a name for this if i mean when we rule out everything you know like you've ruled out issues with her heart you know the heart may be pushing on her trachea you've ruled out you know some sort of you know bacterial component to let's say a bronchial issue when you've ruled out some of those things, I kind of just go with the old dog hack diagnosis. And it's it really is something that we start to see in older dogs. They look like they're smoking cigars. Huh. And um, it's kind of ubiquitous as they get older. You know, if I look at it from a Chinese perspective, I would say she might need some kidney tonification because the Chinese have a whole way of explaining a cough as like rebellious chi and the kidney's not doing their job. Um, that being said, if you were to actually test her kidneys, they probably are working fine. So this is more of an energetic diagnosis. Um, but, you know, I do, I have to say I'm a huge advocate for acupuncture as, as animals get older, dogs and cats and horses and everybody, they do really well. So that could just be a sign that she needs something. But I don't think from a pathologist's point of view, I don't, if you haven't found a diagnosis, I don't think you're going to. Um, so you've done a good job ruling out a lot of things, which kind of leaves you in the world of functional medicine, which is when there's no diagnosis, but there's still a problem. Idiopathic mm. gagging. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Old dog hack. Yeah. All right, Eric, yeah. we're going to have to take a break here. And you know... Rebellious Chi is a great name for a <laughs> horse it, up in Saratoga. It? <laughs> and it's Rebellious Chi up oh front. Oh, my God. I'm so bad. <laughs> All right. 800-348-2551 is the number. Dr. Susan Sakuli, Dr. Chris Dallas, Pets und Vets. We'll be back. Eight hundred three four eight two five five one pets at vets today. It's Doctor Chris Dallas and Doctor Susan Zakuli, and uh, we'll go now. Let's see. We tried Elizabeth when we had went to our yeah. first call. Mm -hmm. There was just dead air, yep. yeah. which is sometimes my best work. But let's try uh, <laughs> Elizabeth in Albany. Are you there? Oh, oh, Elizabeth! She has her mute button on. We're going to hang up. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. We'll hang up on Elizabeth. Oh, Maybe Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Try back. We'll figure it out. We'll go to Ellen and Troy. Hello, Ellen. Hi. How are you? Splendid. What's up? <laughs> okay. So I once I wonder if there's any technical terms for this. So my friends up in Vermont, where I used to live. Um, went on, were going on vacation, so they gave me all the pointers about taking care of their two cats. Mm -hmm. 
And after dinner, well, let me just tell you, I wrote a story and nicknamed one of these cats Vidal Sassoon. So it's a good thing I didn't schedule my haircut with Gary at the sanitary barber shop in Waterville because oh. I kind of got one. Okay. So the one that I called, so the question is, it pounced on my head, gave me this incredible massage, I thought I was going to lose my hair. What's that all about? Well, that's demented, Ellen. All right, what do you think? <laughs> What's the question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Is the cat pounced for... on her head and was like eating her. Doing a massage. Was it... Oh, yes. nice. You but was it eating your hair or like getting tangled up in your hair? No, it didn't eat it. I fed the cat, so like that was not an option. Ah. You know, okay. I gave him cat food. Right. No, it went after my head. And as I said in the end of the story, it kind of like felt kind of good, you know? Ah. But uh, I just wonder what that was all about. Well, that's the most interesting call we've had so far. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, very quickly, uh, uh, panelists, what do you think? Go ahead. Uh, gee, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I would say if they're the cats needing, they're yeah. happy. They're making right? biscuits. Yeah. They are. You exactly. know, that's YouTube gold, Ellen. You should have had that yeah, on video. Uh, thank you for that. 800-348-2551 is the... Is the number. <laughs> and uh, okay, uh, let's go to East Burn now. And Margo, you're on. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Hang on, before um, you had... start, before you start, yeah. please tell me your yeah. cat was not on your head and scratching your scalp. <laughs> All right, is that good? We good? No. All right, great. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, that never happened. Okay. No, no, no. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, 10 year old female Jack Russell rescue from Puerto Rico. Um, she's been, uh, in great health and she's a real sweetie. Um, she was diagnosed with acute pancreatitis about three months ago and we almost lost her. Mm -hmm. And we, we took her to the the animal hospital in Latham and, um, it came on so suddenly stopped eating and was vomiting yellow, yucky, foamy stuff. Um, so we revamped her diet, watching her very carefully. Um, and she still has episodes where she's vomiting and having a little diarrhea accident, hmm. um, which is very unusual for her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what else we should be doing. Uh, yeah. She's on, she was on antibiotics, I should tell you briefly. I know yeah. they said that sometimes there's a secondary infection, I guess they can have. Right, right. After the attack. But um, she's getting just straight chicken, boiled chicken. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm cooking for my dog now, so yeah. it's kind of oh, ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I am cooking for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, three months, believe it or not, I mean, the pancreas can take a while to settle back down and it can kind okay. of smolder a little bit and then flare up. So, you know, it's, it's probably good that you're cooking and, um, you know, staying consistent mm-hmm. with that. Uh, I have seen okay. this kind of flare and, and then things improve for a, even a year or more. So okay, I, I okay. would just keep at it. Um, there, unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do. Again, I always go to Chinese medicine for chronic things. So I probably would be, you know, doing herbs or acupuncture. And may or yeah. we may or may not be having success, though. That's the thing. It's, it mm-hmm. is the pancreas right, is a right. really stubborn part of the so body. It's, and it's got yeah. its own agenda. And we just have to try to not make it angry. And um, when it gets angry, then right. we, yeah, it, it's it, more than rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Than yeah. Oh, it is. It's just an it's angry bad. little organ. <laughs> I, I don't like the pancreas. Any, What's that? She's not in any pain or anything right now. I mean, I can t- I couldn't touch her stomach. I couldn't touch anything. Uh, she was just in excruciating pain. Yeah. Now she's she's great. Now uh, I can touch is her. Is any and, medication just, helping? Are Are you giving her anything? Well, for the, the antibiotics. She's yeah. She's been on antibiotics now. A two course of antibiotics, right. and I don't. That will continue. We have a follow up coming up. I just wasn't sure what I was in for besides a you know a million dollar workup. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it's a it's a tough one, and it can become chronic, but. Diet is the main the main treatment for that. So I think you're you're okay. doing what needs to be done. Margo, I think your Good microwave is that. done. So thank you for that one. <laughs> or the smoke detector is going off. <laughs> uh, number here is 800-348-2551. It's Pets and Vets today. Dr. Chris Dallas from Ancient Arts. Um, it's uh, Ancient Arts Holistic Veterinary Services in Saratoga. And uh, Susan Sakuli, Dr. Sakuli's with Just Cats, uh, which... Listen, Gilderland and Saratoga, despite what my script might say. <laughs> Let's go to Coleraine, Massachusetts. And Andy, you're on. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I love your shows, by the way. Thank you. Um, so uh, I've got a question about my my cat. She's uh, she's very old. 
Um, she's like 18 years old. Nice. Uh, a couple of years ago, she was diagnosed with uh, thyroid um, disease. Okay. And we were given the choice of either pills or put her on thyroid food. Uh, we started giving her pills, and she got very sick. So we switched to the food, and it's worked very well. She's been fine. Wow. Great. My, my question is, is there anything I can give her for a treat? Hmm. Probably not if you're just on the <laughs> diet. I know it's tough because it's, it's a limiting iodine mm-hmm. is what they're doing. And so right. um, I'm not hearing where they've come out with anything, anything treat-wise. I bet you somebody can make that. a million dollars if they can. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and it's, I'm, I'm happy to hear that that is working so well. Our biggest challenge is there's plenty of cats that we offer that food mm-hmm. to, and they go, nope, not yeah. eating that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and what do you do? They've already we're, we're lost lucky. weight. She, she, yeah. yeah, we're lucky. She eats the dry and the wet food. Oh, so. that is nice. Yep. Cool. That's mm-hmm. very good. And so she's gained some weight while being on it? Yeah, she's a small cat. I mean, when okay. she's uh, full weight, she's about nine pounds. Okay. And... When she started getting sick, we noticed she was light, and we took her, and she was down to four pounds. Oh, wow. Um, and now that we've got her corrected, she's right back up to her normal weight. Oh, so. you're that's doing fantastic. great. 18 years, that's I, excellent. Amazing. Nice job. I guess we should just count our blessings. You should, yes. Right, you are. Andy, would, thanks a lot. Go ahead. Would just, like, cooked chicken breast be something they could offer her, hmm. or does that even have... I don't know. I know. That I don't know really iodine content. Questions. Yeah. Just something homemade, I was thinking, but right. I don't know what that looks like iodine-wise. Right. Yeah. Dr. Chris Dallas is with us, Dr. Susan Siculi. It's Pets and Vets today. We'll check the email bag in a little bit, but back to the phones we go at 800-348-2551. 800-348-2551. Our pal Jill in Waterford. Jill, it's been a long time. How are you? Jill is not there. It's been so long, she's no longer with us. Jill, are you there? Hello? Hello. Oh, hello. Yay. You're on. Go ahead. Is this Jill? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me take you off speaker. Splendid. Zach, the engineer, shaking his head, rubbing his temples. It's okay, Zachy. It'll be fine. Hello, Jill. Are you there? Uh, she did not only took us off speaker, she hung up. No. <laughs> this is just okay. All right. I'm going to give Jill, because Jill's a longtime listener, I'm going to give her another five seconds. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Hello, Jill. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Hey. All right, go ahead. You're on. I've been here. You, can you hear me? Now we no, can. No, we couldn't. <laughs> oh, gee. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. But I kept saying, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, um, this is regarding my 90-year-old mother's 14-year-old Aussie. Aww. Both are quite spry. They cool. get around. They do, they, matter of fact, Jody runs around and everything. Two years ago, I noticed she had a tumor on her hip. Um maybe about the size of a child's fist. And mommy said she took it to the vet, and the vet said, as long as it's not bothering the dog, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Well, two years later, it is about the size of my, of my fist. Mm-hmm. Wow. It doesn't seem to be bothering her as far as getting around, She does tend to hold, it's her left hip, so she does tend to hold her left leg up. But she still runs around on on threes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's too old for surgery. Mm -hmm. But we can't keep waiting for this thing to grow as, you know, big as a watermelon, and I'm being sarcastic. But what can we do? Because if she goes before... Our mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad died two years ago. If this dog goes before mommy goes, oh boy, 
No, I, I, I don't I, need to finish the sentence. I yeah. dig what you're right. saying. All right, what do you think, Docs? Well, I mean, has anybody aspirated, put a needle in the in the mass mm. to see what's inside? I mean, do we think it's just that fat? I do not know. Okay. Well, actually, yes, they must have because okay. they said it was benign. And actually, what she recently told me is that she's got tumors all over her body. Okay. So but this hip one is yeah. the largest. Okay. So if they're if she's just a lipoma producing dog, so meaning she's got a lot of fatty tumors on her, I'm guessing that may actually not be related to her holding the leg up, and I'm wondering if she may not have done something to her knee um, because that's well, a- she did. She does have a knee problem okay. from years and years ago. Okay, so but she hadn't been doing it until recently. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So that might have got might have gotten worse. So I'm inclined to. You know, take the benign neglect approach to the mass, leave it alone. There isn't really anything you can do except remove it. And those surgeries are often rife with complications. And you're right. Right. For a 14-year-old girl, that just is not a risk worth taking. So, um, you know, if anything, I would address the pain in her knee. getting bigger and bigger. They do. They do. And then they sometimes stop growing because they kind of reach the limit of their capsule. And and sometimes they don't. I've I've seen dogs Mm -hmm. with lipomas that are half the length of their trunk and longer. Yikes. Yeah, they can get really big. Yeah, because this one, you can now see her skin through her fur. Yeah, I know. before. I know. But unfortunately, there's nothing, there's no treatment for lipoma except removal, and that often comes with complications. But strictly not necessary if it's benign. Right. Interesting. I mean, benign in that, you know, we like them to not affect their movement, right. you know, if they're bumping their elbow into it or, or something. Maybe it you know. is getting big Could enough it that eventually become cancerous. What's no, that? not usually. The, they don't become cancerous. It's no, just right. they're self-limiting in the space occupied because mm. it's so large now. Yeah. So that's what she's challenging. Right. But I right. would address the pain in her. Getting bigger is what is concerning me that yeah. it's cancerous now. I know. They do. Okay. Um, and I would just address the pain in her knee. So do make sure that she's, you know, getting some appropriate pain meds, whatever mm. her veterinarian thinks is, is, oh. is appropriate okay. for her. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Good ladies. Luck. I appreciate your help. Jill, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you again. 800-348-2551 is the number. Dr. Susan Siculi, Dr. Chris Dallas are here. It's Pets and Vets. At 800-348-2551, email is voxpop at wmc.org. Several emails, which we will go through uh, after the next break. But let's go to Harold in Hyde Park. Hello, Harold. Hey, Ray. How you doing? Good. Welcome. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I had a quick question about a uh, behavioral uh, thing with my uh, middle-aged cat who uh, just recently started regurgitating his meals kind of randomly, maybe half the time, uh, just minutes after he eats, he, uh, he just regurgitates the food. Um, wondering what might be causing that. Does it eat like a pig, Harold? <laughs> yeah, well, he kind of does. I mean, that is kind of one of the things we, we recently introduced a, a new kitten to the home. Oh. And it does seem like maybe he's eating kind of fat, like faster, you know, so they they kind of, whoever's done first gets to kind of push in on the other one's bowl. So I'm wondering, maybe Mm. that has something to do with it. My staff call that the scarf and barf. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do. They eat really, really fast. And then they throw it right back up. So there might be that, but also make sure you check in for parasites because with the new kitten, Mm. that Mm. could be a... Mm-hmm. So and I the would parasites have. would make okay. the cat uh, hurl? Yeah? Yes. Oh, yep. interesting. Yep. Okay. The old scarf okay. and barf. What do you Sand think, Harold? So, so wait, go back to that. Then I would give smaller amounts of food. Yeah. Like ah. That really helps a lot. Or so give him his own space a, to t- eat. Too. Yep. Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, so like a teaspoon at a time versus a quarter oh, of a can. interesting. Is and he a short-haired cat or a long-haired cat? Short haired cat, sure. but the kitten is long haired, and they clean e- and they do oh. clean each other a lot. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow, we're like so, gonna figure this one out. This is like an episode of Columbo. Keep going. Yeah. So, so my long haired cat. In the building. My long haired cat was a vomiter. Never occurred to me to groom her because she never gets mats. And then I started to give her some brushing, and guess what? The vomiting stopped. Oh. It was a miracle. Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, she's just one of those vomiting cats. Yeah. And I don't know what possessed me to actually buy a brush. 
and do what my clients do, which is take care of their pets, and it works. <laughs> Lo and behold. <laughs> so possibly brush yeah. your long-haired, or bar, you know, brush, brush them the both. Yeah. They love that anyway. Yeah, it's yeah they do. Yeah. They love it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Harold. Keep okay. us posted, Harold. Please. Thank you. Uh, you know what? R- real quick, related to it, yeah. the cat actually gets uh, hard food. It's a urinary medicated uh, urinary, the Hills prescription CD or yes. whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Uh, in order to make things easier in my life, the kitten is about six, seven months old. Can can we switch the kitten to that food too, or will that be not good for the kitten? I think you could. I, I don't know. I don't think there's... I think I'd try to have the kitten have a little bit besides that prescription diet. But if the kitten uh, got into some of that food, I don't, wouldn't would be the not worry about it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Harold, thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. Now to Milan. Uh, Johanna in Milan. Am I saying it right? It's not Milan, right? It is Milan. All right. Go ahead. Good You're on. Good job. <laughs> Semi-professional. Um, hi. I have... Um, a uh, 16-year-old cat who has uh, kidney disease, and lately he's been waking me up in the middle of the night just a one or two yowls, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out, and then I would say, please, you know, just jump on the bed, and he goes back to sleep. But yesterday or the day before, I saw him coming out of the kitty litter box, Howl and with a big howl, and I'm just wondering if he's in uh, pain from peeing. And did he urinate or defecate? Did he have a bowel movement? No. I'd almost be a little worried about constipation in uh-huh. an older cat because renal kidney uh, failure. Okay. They can get dehydrated, and then you just don't notice it. And all of a sudden, that poop gets harder and harder. And they strain a little bit more. So watch mm. that. That's what I'd. Yeah. Keep and trying. my other okay. thoughts he, with howling are maybe early hyperthyroidism yeah. and hypertension. So blood pressure yeah. monitoring good would good be good. Yeah. Yep. All okay. right. Those would be the yeah. three big ones. All right. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. Thanks, Johanna. We appreciate the call. Let's take a break here on the old edition of Scarf and Barf slash Pets and Vets. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Susan Siculi, Dr. Chris Dallas, we'll hit the email bag in a moment. is the number. Yes, that's Jimi Hendrix's experience here on Vox Pop for no apparent reason. This is a Pets and Vets show. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Susan Zaculli, Dr. Chris Dallas are here. And the email address is voxpop at wmc.org. So let's get a few of these emails in that have come during the program. This one's from Sherry. (laughs) I need some advice regarding my almost 20-year-old domestic long-haired cat. He has been officially diagnosed with stage 3 kidney disease about a year ago. He's lost weight but continues to eat, drink, and seek out affection. He's also blind as of about a year ago. We're at a crossroads and wondering when it might be acceptable to say goodbye. We sometimes feel as long as he is seeking out affection on food and water that he's okay. But he spends his day sleeping and wandering around and is starting to have trouble finding the litter box. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Twenty-year-old. That's 20 a long. Old, yeah. That's a good run. It is. Yeah, that's that whole quality of life right? yeah. that mm-hmm. we deal with. And yeah. I recently had to put uh, sleep two kitty cats, one twenty oh. and one twenty-one. And at that point, they knew. And I, I from what she's describing, I don't yeah. think we're ready yet. Um, and kidney failure. I'll tell you, we grade them, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and then those cats defy us every time, right? <laughs> and they go, great, stage three, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll show you tears later that come in with the same oh, yeah. weight and whatever. Yeah. So I do look at, you know, their mobility, their appetite, their interaction with us, right? Mm. And if they're still okay, 
you know, we, we joke, but they're, what, 20 years is like 100, 99 yeah. for a person. And so imagine what you would, you know, if your mom was alive mm-hmm. at that point, you'd yeah. go, okay, she sits a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> she yeah. falls right. asleep well, in make... the chair. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to put me down just yet. <laughs> That's right. This one's from Jeff in Newburg. My two eight-month-old cats are constantly begging for food. They each get a can of wet food plus some kibble mixed in per day. They look healthy. Their weight is perfect. Will they outgrow this begging, or are they going to wear me down with guilt until I feed them more? <laughs> and what is a typical serving for a cat to eat per day? That's from Jeff and Newberg. Go ahead. You can do that. Well, <laughs> I mean, of course, when your cats beg for food and you feed them, you do perpetuate <laughs> Yes, they're training the process. They are. You are well-trained. Um, and I, I think if, it, if we're talking about a five-and-a-half-ounce can, yeah. to me that is plenty for a cat. They probably don't even need that extra kibble calories. Um, but I would just recommend not feeding them when they cry and yell for food. It's so <laughs> tough, right. though. It's so I know. Tough. It's so tough. I know. I do go out of my way to ignore that particular yes, behavior, too. though. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. Yep. All right, this is from Nina. What kind of food should I avoid giving my young cat? Several of my cats have died of cancer. One had bowel (laughs) cancer. Mm. Others just wasted away. That's from Nina in Albany. Yeah, that's where that conversation (laughs) just came around. And I don't know where. I mean, we see a lot of gastrointestinal lymphoma. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where's that coming from? I don't know. And that's Um, new? It's just increasing. We always had it, but. I just feel like we see a lot. Is there a common ingredient in cat food now that uh, wasn't maybe as present 10 years ago? That's a great question. I know glyphosate is a new thing. What's glyphosate? That's uh, Roundup, and that's in a lot of our agricultural products now. And I know a lot of holistic vets, anyways, are looking at glyphosate sensitivity. I'm sure we will never be able to establish causation, but certainly there seems to be correlation. So So then what do you do? Look for specific diets that are... I'm, you know, do I don't you? know. I think we write to our representatives and start right. talking about not using I Roundup know. anymore. But organic food technically is not supposed to have Roundup. Of course, it's in the water and it's everywhere, but right. there's probably less of it. But yes. I, I'm not okay. even sure that there's organic, like truly organic, organic cat, cat food, food yes. mm-hmm. yeah. out there. unless you cook mm-hmm. for them. And but I do think it's important to look at the ingredients and pay attention. They can have meat byproducts, right? And that can be anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there are challenges with what the food industry has um, put in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is a um, income-based. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we were just talking, you know, Royal Canaan, owned by Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I, which um, I never knew. Yeah. Well, that was off the air, but Oops. That, yes. that's okay. We can say that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you already did. <laughs> did. Sorry. It's out now. <laughs> sure you'll well, be everyone knows that already. On the way out, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, this is from Michelle in Ware, Massachusetts. We have a rescue mixed breed Amer- Am Staff Boxer. What's that? Am Staff is a, a bully breed. Okay. Yep. Age 11, four months, about 82 human years. He was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. He has an enlarged heart, fluid around the heart, and an arrhythmia. Our vet asked if we fed him grain free dog food, which mm-hmm. we do because Wellness Brand was recommended for our previous dogs mm-hmm. by a different vet. Mm-hmm. She recommended switching brands, since studies indicate there may be a correlation between congestive heart failure and grain-free food. Yes. Could you comment on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, that's Michelle. I think that has now been established. And a year ago, I'm not even sure we could have said that, but yep. um, we have enough cases now that I think they are establishing causation, meaning that we do think that grain-free food can cause certainly dilated cardiomyopathy with secondary congestive heart failure. And we know that because when we change the diet, we have seen some dogs revert. But this is only in dogs, reverse. yeah? Yes, it is only in dogs. Right now, Anything yes. in Nothing cats in correlating? Cats, yes. Okay. So grain-free point. became a big trend. It was based on zero research and was purely a marketing gimmick. Um, it took off, and it was actually got to the point where it was hard to find food with grain Without, in it. Without, yes, yeah. I know. And yeah. now we're starting to see, since I think the FDA would have reported that, um, but wait, reported this potential correlation. Isn't the dry kibble, isn't that, isn't there grain in no, that? No, so they went out of their they way to- rice. Usually it is oh, rice. They use rice. Yeah. I did not know that. Right. So but when they, they took the grain the... out, they started using legumes instead. So they I'm not even sure we've established this yet, but it, they're thinking it's not the absence of grain that's the problem. It's the addition of the legumes. Oh, Because okay. they need something to hold the kibble together. So yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so they started using lentils and I don't even remember what oh. other ones, peas, yeah. pea proteins. So grain is coming back. It's cool. It's in. And um, we're finding that <laughs> grain-free is not helpful. No, you, not healthy. I think we've talked about this over the years, that dogs mm. are basically omnivores, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But mm-hmm. cats, they if you just fed cats meat, that would be A-OK, right? Yeah, they need a little grains, too. Do they? So they there's grain-free cat food out mm-hmm. there that people think, again, oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's not. I go, no, nope, I don't think you really need that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so likewise. Yep. Yeah. There it are really so many, was. It was marketing. Question. It was it, all it, about marketing. There are so many different kinds of cat food in the. If you go to a pet store or whatever, there's aisles and aisles of them. Oh yeah. yes, that's why there's an hour. no. Yeah, then there's no perfect cat food, right? Yeah. From uh, that standpoint. Yeah, and but that's you why were talking. We were talking off the air about duck. You yeah. Know, and yeah. having that as a new. That seems very palatable lately. I, I mm-hmm. have a couple of clients that are yeah. liking the duck rather than the rabbit now. Right. <laughs> Where can you even can you get commercially made rabbit cat food? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't oh, yeah. seen it yet. I Kangaroo, gotta look, it might be like, in another aisle. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to check that. <laughs> right, let's go back to our phones. To Connecticut we go. Cynthia's on. Hello. 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 You're on. Hi. Hi. Can you? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Go ahead. Oh hi. Um, you just had a similar email. I have a um. A female ginger cat. She's long-haired. Next month, she's going to be 21. And, yeah, um, she was urinating all over the place, and I took her to the vet, and she was treated for UTI and given uh, a thyroid pill for whatever it was, a week or so. And we've been giving her subcutaneous fluid every other day, uh, my question is, she does get matted. She really can't groom herself anymore, and she's starting to get some big mats, and I can't figure out whether it's worth the comfort she would get in having a groomer shave some of her mats, which she hates, mm-hmm. um, or just letting her be really old and matted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like taking those mats off. Yeah, I do, yeah. too. I have yeah. to say, we do grooming only on these kind of cats. Yep. You know, that is what we specialize because their skin is so fragile. Yeah. And you have to be very, very careful. But those cats love it when we finally get those mats off. Mm-hmm. So it may take, you know, a lot of patience and um, a, a, a little bit of time, you know, a few things. Do you have a groomer that you've been using with her? Um, yes, I just started using her in the last year, and she's she's wonderful. I mean, she could do brain surgery. She's so careful oh. with her skin. Excellent. So maybe and, um, have her try just little bits. You know, not don't expect to get it all done in one setting. And um, I I think it's worth a okay. little time. Yeah, right. Nice job with that, Cynthia. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, this is a strange uh, email. It's not strange. It's just it's odd that we would get an email from Arkansas and also one written by a dog. So here we go. <laughs> uh, hello. I am a four-year-old female spade mixed hound. I was adopted two and a half years ago from the south. I arrived quite anxious, found some improvement with time and with the people here, some more improvement with gabapentin 200 milligrams daily and Purina calming care supplement. One, your opinion of present pharmaceutical treatment Two, any other or further treatment recommendation. Thank you much. Darla from Arkansas. Oh, I love oh that. My That's gosh, awesome. That That's the first time. Right? Yeah. I think, right? yeah. Smart dog. <laughs> really yeah. awesome. Yay, Darla. That's it. Um, so, the Gab- bar now. so gabapentin was the main. 200 mil. 200 mix. Oh, mega. Yeah, 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 yeah mix. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, you know, anxiety is. Um, it's hard to treat, and it, it it's very you know it's kind of hit or miss with pharmaceuticals. So, it is you know if it's working, that's great. If not, I would com, you know um, experiment with other medications. They're, everybody has ones that they like. Um, a lot of vets will start with Prozac. Um, so the SSRIs are used, and they they really can be a game changer. Um, there's a couple of supplements that are over the counter. There's one that's like a milk protein that some people have success with. Um, there's herbs, there's formulas that, like, that you can get over the counter that have valerian root in them. So you can sometimes you can try holistic options first and add it to what you're currently doing. And if that's not enough, switch up the pharmaceutical completely and just kind of keep playing around and experimenting. But um, everybody's got their preferred 
meds for these things. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Zilkine. Zilkine. The, yeah, that's yep. it. That's it's the, the colostrum-based one. Yep. Yep. All right, fair colostrum. enough. Well, Darla, well done. And, and you know, your punctuation and syntax, <laughs> excellent for a dog. <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, okay, back to the phones. 800-348-2551. Oh, to Red Hook. And Dan, it's your turn. Go yep. ahead. We're going to have to have a cat call in. Yeah. <laughs> hey there. Hey. Um, so... We, my wife and I have our, sorry, hold on a second. My wife and I have our first puppy. We're very excited. Sweet. He just turned one year old. Had him for about three months. We're totally in love with him. And we were cuddling with him on the couch and and he was sleeping. And then we smelled this fishy smell. (laughs) And I believe it was an anal gland yes it was um <laughs> and there it yeah. is yeah and i only i i grew up with a with a with a cocker spaniel and um she had anal gland issues when she was an old puppy and or old, not old puppy old dog and i'm just curious if it's something i should be concerned of it's something we can do, or yeah, I just don't really know much about anal glands, and I yeah. hope to be enlightened. Thankfully, yeah. our guests do. So. I know Go it's ahead. an unfortunate <laughs> development in the feline and canine world um, that we have to contend with. But if if he was just sleeping and you smelled it, it's just leaking. Um, and I'm not sure. I, I've dealt with this before. I have not found anything that helps with leaking when they're having trouble expressing their anal glands, which they do when they defecate. I will have people add pumpkin. Um, or some sort of fiber to their diet. So I'll, I I don't know if fiber is going to help your situation, though, because he wasn't in the process of defecating and it was just coming out on its own. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've I don't... seen puppies, especially. Yeah, They're right? just okay. happy and yeah. they, you know, get a little excited. And yeah. So what's the course of action? I think wait it out. Just keep yeah, uh, tissues nearby. Sweet potato be okay, too? Yeah. Yeah, you could do sweet potato. It doesn't seem to be as high in fiber as canned pumpkin. Um, because he really likes sweet potatoes. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. We already know that. He, he ate a whole one off the counter one time. Oh, <laughs> All right. No, that's it. Yeah, just keep tissues close okay. by and yeah. dab as needed. I think, I think Dan, thanks a lot. It. You know, yeah, I was I about to have a party because we got through. <laughs> a whole we, have, day. we have four minutes to go and then the anal glands. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't talk at all. All right. <laughs> Sandy in Rotterdam. Hello. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, yes. I probably have had my question answered already, but Good. I adopted um, two uh, little kitty cats about seven months ago, brother and sister. Nice. Um, they were one half their sweet. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work, so holy mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of two kittens and two litter boxes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, they, uh, they're, they're wonderful kitty cats. They're very healthy, shiny. I mean, they look great, but all I feed them is a uh, uh, kitten chow. Uh, with, uh, forget what it is. It's got nutrients in it specifically for kittens. I don't give them anything else. I mean, I leave the food out. They eat when they want. And uh, should I be giving them any any supplements or anything as they get older? It's just a dry kibble, good for them. I mean, they're they're doing very very well. They're not overweight. They're they look great. Congratulations. Thank you for getting two together. That is our, our oh, new yeah. goal, to have two bonded litter mates to, uh, oh, to get cool. raised together. It's just amazing. Like, I was looking back at old records, and we'd always go, oh, yeah, just one. You're fine with one. And mm-hmm. now it's so cool. No, no. So good and job. it's funny. The male, the male is attached to me, and the female is attached to my granddaughter. So Aww, it's kind of like... That's great. So as you have heard <laughs> on us kid. talk... We are very um, big advocates for some canned food or wet food um, on a consistent basis. So I would definitely try to introduce that. Uh, most of the cat foods, dry and canned, are nutritionally complete. So I don't typically add a supplement unless I see an indication for it. Okay. So. All right, Sandy, thanks a lot. Quickly to Kingston and Dove, you're on. Hey, um... My uh, my daughter desperately wants a cat, and my girlfriend, who my daughter isn't always so happy with, um, <laughs> is desperately allergic to cats. And um, so I've been stalling on the cat issue because I don't want to say, no, you can't have one, my girlfriend's allergic, yeah. because then she'll just have more reason to blame my girlfriend. But I'm trying to think of what alternate pets I can give, not a dog, 
but what alternate pets she could have that would not affect somebody who's allergic to cats. Are there cats that are less allergic, uh, allergy, yeah, hypoallergenic? I don't know of any. Um, no. One of my clients just got a Siberian forest. Mm-hmm. Forest cat, yep. and they seem better. to be doing well with that. The and Devon Rexes are supposed yeah. to be better. De- say that one again. Devon Rex. Devon Rex. And that's a kind of cat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're great. I love their personalities. Yeah. So, um, but non-feline. Um, like a rat. Like I was thinking, like a parakeet, like a bird. A parakeet. Yeah. A bird. I got a bird uh, when I was in fourth grade. She wants something she can cuddle. cuddle. With. Yes. Not mm. a chinchilla. Yeah. Oh. She wants something that's gonna like a bunny rabbit. Yeah. A bunny. Yeah, a bunny or a ferret or a, I don't know what. Bunny like rabbit. A there's a bunny. Like, there's a rabbit really rescue are. up at Wilton Mall in Saratoga. Maybe yeah. you could bring your girlfriend there mm-hmm. and hang out for a couple hours and see if she reacts. To, That's a good good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah just hang out and see if she's allergic to the rabbits. And they have lots of cute bunnies there for Aww. adoption. It's just if you rescue. go for bunnies, though, and, man, and they will eat your your cords of your lamps and stuff. Oh, I, I have been really? through this. They mm. love to chew, yeah. so be very careful. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at the time. Yeah. All right, hey, man, we're out of time here. Thanks for the call. All right, uh, Dr. Susan Sikuli, how do we find Just Cats? Uh, JustCatsVet.com. And Dr. Chris Dallas, Ancient Arts. AncientArtsVeterinary.com. Well, this was fun. This yeah. was great. Good times. Thank <laughs> you for being here. Funny guy, Ray. Support comes from Hudson River Housing, working to improve lives on communities through housing with compassion and development with vision. For over 42 years, HudsonRiverHousing.org. Arthur's Point Farm, a Hudson Valley plant nursery currently offering bare root fruits, nuts, and climate-resilient trees and shrubs grown using regenerative practices, available now at arthurspointfarm.com. And Belvedere Home Care Albany, professionals working to provide caring and personalized home health care throughout the Capital Region, belvedereHomeCare.com for info. Thanks again to Dr. Susan Sikuli and Dr. Chris Dallas for being with us today. Thank you for listening. Many apologies if we didn't get to your call or the two dozen emails we didn't get to today. It's only you know, an hour, a little less than that. So they will be back again. We'll do another Pets and Vets next month. Thanks to Zach Malloy, our engineer. Phone screened expertly by Andrea Leon. I'm Ray Graff. Tomorrow it's astronomy time. Bobby Berman and Valerie Rapson will join us. We'll see you at 2 p.m.